This is a Federal News Network podcast. It's been a topsy-turvy year for federal contracting. The acquisition system had to adapt to telework and rapidly respond to new pandemic-related demands. All the while, contractors are figuring out how to support their customers while also responding to new compliance demands. It's complicated, folks. Denise Peterson is Director for Federal Market Analysis at Deltec. She spoke with Federal News Network's Jared Serbu about what the data tells us about 2020 and going into 2021 so far. So far, we're kind of seeing that the number of opportunities are kind of on pace with what we uh, saw last year. Um, I think what helped a lot is the mainly successful transition to teleworking um, in the government. So, you know, we were tracking kind of opportunities and which were uh, COVID response related and how quickly those were happening, as well as those that were not COVID related, but were being impacted by that. And so uh, most of what we saw was uh, delays in, you know, industry days, some delays in solicitation releases, you know, changes to to processes and things like that. But we haven't yet seen a, a significant hit um, as far as what the opportunity landscape looks like in terms of, you know, the pace. Um, now, obviously, the nature of what those opportunities are could start to change um, moving into 2021, um, depending on, you know, what that budget looks like. Uh, what if there is any shuffling of priorities within agencies. But I think, um, you know, I focused on IT, obviously. And for IT, I think it's it's fairly promising because, um, you know, agencies were already on this modernization track. But I think with COVID and teleworking and the need for data analytics and all these, you know, cyber and cloud and all that, um, COVID really put a spotlight on the need for those things. So, you know, we we anticipate seeing more opportunities around those areas that were already had some momentum behind them uh, to begin with. I, I think that's a fair expectation for sure in 2021. But how much how many of those opportunities directly related to COVID and telework have popped up in 2020 from what we can tell? Um, so the number of opportunities, I would have to go back and look at that data. I know because uh, I look at dollars more than kind of count, but mm-hmm. um, for, you know, there's been about $22 billion in COVID in total and about 2.4 of that has been for IT. And so, you know, it's it's kind of a, a fraction of that um, has been um, directed to IT, but, you know, looking at the nature of that spend, it's, there's been some kind of pockets within that as well. So a lot of it was for um, laptops and software unified communications to get federal employees, you know, teleworking. Um, and then, you know, software with to support analytics and health research and, and things like that. So um, in terms of dollars, I mean, it's, it's obviously been a, an extra boost for IT contractors and, and all contractors really that are in IT, professional services, medical equipment, things like that. But, you know, the bulk of it has been on kind of the medical, you know, vaccine development and R&D and things like that. And then zooming out and, you know, considering not just COVID, since you do focus on IT, what are the overall growth areas that you see in the in the IT market at the moment? Well, you know, interestingly, as, as I said before, the growth areas that we saw before have been amplified by COVID. So things like cloud computing, cybersecurity and what I'll call kind of AI and machine learning powered big data 
Um, so analytics and, um, you know, automation, AI, those kind of things. I put in kind of that, that big uh, AI powered big data bucket. Um, so all those things were priorities before COVID. Um, the need has only been amplified because of COVID. It kind of exposed um, not just the, the vulnerabilities, right? That's a big deal with, with cyber, but also um, highlighted the success um, models that we saw with agencies that had already invested in cloud computing and how much easier it was for them to make that transition um, under the, you know, these extraordinary circumstances. So um, I think we will continue to see growth in those areas because there was already momentum. Um, the, the needs highlighted by COVID raised it to the level of, you know, Congress and it's, it, it put, kind of a, a, a very significant um, spotlight on it from the, the powers that be that maybe weren't in the weeds too much on federal IT before. And aside from what agencies are spending on, are, are you seeing any notable difference in how they're spending? In other words, the, the sort of contract methodologies and vehicles that they're using? Well, I think, um, you know, COVID allowed for, you know, additional acquisition flexibilities, um, and similar with technology, I think um, the acquisition flexibilities that really helped with the response are those that had some momentum behind them. The biggest one, obviously, being other transaction authority. Um, you know, we were already seeing some pretty significant growth there. So, you know, across the board, about 80, 85 percent increase just from, you know, FY18 to 19. Um and particularly for IT, a lot of growth there, you know, back in um, FY17, I think it was, it was about $80 million of those OTA obligations were for IT related um, prototyping activities. And um, for FY19, it's it's about $670 million, which, you know, in the scope of things, it's kind of pocket change for the government, but that's over a 700% increase. And so we're seeing things like AI and cloud and cyber um, being procured under OTAs. And so that was already happening. We had the CARES Act kind of uh, remove some of the caps and barriers around that. So that's, you know, something else that's being leveraged for the response. Um, another thing we're looking at is commercial solutions openings, CSOs, which agencies, they're not exactly like OTAs, but agencies can use those to, to get access to innovative commercial solutions or new capabilities to close cap uh, technology gaps. Um, and so there was already a pilot program set up that DOD and GSA were working on. But I think, um, you know, given kind of the need for access to innovative solutions, especially quickly at the pace of technology change, those options are looking, you know, very attractive um, compared to kind of the the lengthy, you know, traditional federal acquisition process. Um, and in terms of that's kind of contract types, one thing I wanted to mention as well is when we talk about how they're contracting, um, using technology to speed acquisition process is another thing to watch. So they're using things like robotic process automation and AI and machine learning to, you know, just help procure things faster through the traditional avenues. And another avenue that's just popped up is uh, the GSA e-marketplace initiative, which is just up and running now on a pilot basis. Obviously, too early to tell 
what kind of influence that's going to have. But what are you going to be watching for specifically there? Well, I think, um, you know, they're looking at the, the various models for that. Um, and, you know, I think there's a lot of pressure on that um, based on the expectations from Congress as far as what would the impact be on competition, especially small business Um you know, what will it speed procurement? What kind of oversight? Because, you know, it's going to be kind of the smaller ticket items that, you know, purchase card holders can use and just making sure there's a, enough oversight there. Um, so, you know, those are kind of the things, particularly with the small business, um, that I think there'll be a lot of pressure to make sure that um, those businesses, especially now because they're the hardest hit under, you know, this pandemic to make sure that there's still opportunity there for small business. Denise Peterson, director for federal market analysis at Dell Tech, speaking with Federal News Network's Jared Serbu. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.